Hello and welcome to Pursuing Positivity, where we will be discussing the ins and outs of mental health of Charlotte Country Day students, aspects of goal setting, and much more. I'm your host, Benny Farrick, and today I'm going to be talking with Dr. Anna Chapman about this intriguing topic. Make sure to stay posted all the way through for beneficial advice and insight from Dr. Chapman and some student voices around campus. My guest today is Charlotte Country School psychology teacher, Dr. Anna Chapman. Dr. Chapman has an impressive past with the study of psychology. She got her bachelor's degree at Emory University and her master's degree at George Washington University. She has also interned for clinical psychology at the University of Miami. In addition, Dr. Chapman has lectured psychology and eventually worked up to being a professor at UNC Charlotte, as well as being a professor and director of clinical training at the Chicago School of Professional Psychology. Lastly, Dr. Chapman was a self-employed psychologist at one point. This was all leading up to her current career where she teaches and inspires high school students at Charlotte Country Day School with her AP Psych classes, IB Psych class, and her Adolescent Brains and Behavior classes here on campus. Hi, Dr. Chapman. Thanks for being here. Hi, Benny. Thanks for having me. Of course. I'm so excited to meet with you. So in just a bit, we'll talk about some of the importance of positive mindset and goal setting for students here at Country Day. Mm -hmm. But first, uh, let's talk a little bit about your background. So what got you into psychology and is there a like a defining moment in your life where you like remember discovering this passion? Yeah, so um, in undergrad at Emory, I had no idea what I wanted to do. And so I took a lot of different courses. I actually majored in international studies in Spanish literature. That's awesome. And then I would say about my end of junior year, beginning senior year, I, I realized I didn't want to go to law school or into um, politics. <laughs> so I I just shadowed people in the community in Atlanta and um, fell in love actually with the child psychologist. And so that led me to, because I really only had like one psychology course in undergrad. Mm -hmm. So it led me to um, apply to master's programs. And so that's when I went to GW to get my master's in counseling. And then through that experience, I realized that I loved the field. And that's what decided me, I decided to, to get a PhD at the University of Miami in psychology. And so that kind of untraditional way, but I think the beauty of going to college here in the U.S. is that you have options and you can really tailor your studies to benefit whichever pursuit you wish to to, to do. Oh, of course. Yeah. Is there a specific, like, I guess, aspect of psychology that you enjoy? Like yeah. anything that really just... So I loved, so I did a lot of training in the hospitals and pediatric hospitals, and I really love behavioral medicine. Mm -hmm. um, that was just working with physicians and nurses and different types of occupational therapists, speech therapists, um, physical therapists. I mean, being a part of a team and the collaboration to really provide a very um, complete and integrative plan for patients it was mm -hmm. something that I really I really loved so I would say behavioral medicine was one of my favorites and obviously I specialized in peds so I love working with with um, 18 and younger age groups you're listening to pursuing positivity a production of podcast and journalism with kick at Charlotte Country High School Oh, that's perfect here at Country Day, working here with everyone. <laughs> um, so looking at all the places that you studied or taught psychology at, you obviously have such an impressive past with all this. And so are there some, I guess, highlights of your journey with psychology? Like any achievements or just defining moments of sure. your career? You know, I, I loved 
I really love teaching. And so part of my doctorate program was getting to teach undergraduate students. And I think for me that really highlighted the importance of me pursuing my PhD because it allowed me the opportunity to teach as well as practice if I wanted to, right? Mm -hmm. It gave me that flexibility. And so um, when I was teaching, I, I kind of tapped into something. So even when I was at the hospitals in my training, I was actually also teaching medical residents. So I, was, I would provide a lot of talks for the medical students. Um, and, and I just, I loved it. I loved the, the exchange of ideas, the sharing of, um, of concepts and theories and research. So it was something that I think my journey really uh, allowed me to, 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 to realize that teaching is something I love and to continue to pursue it. And that's why I've continued that path. That's awesome. So more for like the social aspects you'd say like. Yeah. Are there any motivational quotes that you live by? Uh, this is going to sound kind of cheesy, but one of the quotes I like to live by is, Okay, and? Anytime uh, something bad happens to me, I just move on and say, Okay, and? And then I think of what really changed, and if there's nothing I can do about it, you just keep going, because that's all you really have to do in life. Yeah, there's actually a few. One of them is it does not do to dwell on dreams because you'll forget to live. And I think that this quote really has helped me um, make sure that I'm, you know, living in the moment. I'm not, you know, having two ambitious goals so that I can't like succeed. And if I don't succeed in them, then I'm let down. And it really helps me, you know, get, like live in the moment. Hey, the quote that I live by is don't sweat the small things. It's really basic, but Whenever I get like a bad test score or bad quiz, I just try to realize that it's more than that one test and that no matter what, I'll be able to go to college or something. So many people have quotes that they resonate with, with like, or how they live their lives, I guess. And so do you have a specific quote that you live by? You know... There's a lot of quotes that I enjoy and that um, I try to live by. Mm -hmm. I think one that I find myself currently just saying, it's and it's, it's cheesy maybe and cliche, but just like one thing at a time, one step at a time, <laughs> um, trying to very much live in the present. So it, I think many people have said these quotes, like they're, I'm not sure where they come from, <laughs> um, but I think that's something that I'm trying to do now because there is so much on my plate and there's so much going on that I can't control. So just being mindful of what's happening right now, be in the moment, be present, and just one step at a time. Yeah, I love that one. My parents will always tell me that when I'm like um, feeling overwhelmed with work. It's just yeah. like, you know, makes things a lot more manageable, I guess, when you just look at it from a smaller scale. Yeah, because if you look at the whole picture, my goodness, of all the things we have to do and accomplish, mm -hmm. like it's overwhelming. And then you know, I don't know about others, but I sometimes, and then I'm like, oh, too much. And then I fatigue and then I'm done. <laughs> but if I cut it into small pieces, it makes it much more manageable. And then I, I kind of give myself almost like a confidence boost. Like, oh, I already did this. And now on to the next. Oh, yeah. So it gives me that extra motivation that I need. That's so helpful. For me, I'd probably have to say, like, these are a little cliche too, I guess I would say, but you miss 100% of the shots you don't take. And then hard work beats talent when talent doesn't work hard. Yeah. Kind of just like... I like to look at these as like how I want to pursue, like at the start of, the, of a day, yeah. I want to go and take risks and be confident. Mm -hmm. And also just knowing that um, like t talent's not going to matter, but I can, and I can't really control that, but I can control my work ethic yeah. and just 
you know, yeah, it helps me really stay positive throughout the day. Absolutely, yeah, I agree. Moving on a little bit more to um, goal setting, which yeah. I think is really relevant and interesting to talk about, especially within our school community. Yeah. Um, what steps would you recommend taking to pursue a goal with a high likelihood of achieving it? Yeah, so I mean, I think with any goal, right, I think there's obtainable, manageable goals, and then there's kind of long-term goals, right? So mm -hmm. um, not that long-term long -term goals are also manageable and obtainable, but I think just being very realist, realistic, what can I what can I handle right now? What can I do right now that would still allow me to achieve to this bigger goal possibly? So I always recommend cutting things down to kind of simpler parts and tackling those simpler parts to mm -hmm. get to that larger part. Similar to like the one thing at a time. Yeah, like, similar to that one thing at a time, exactly. Because it's easy to overwhelm ourselves. There's so many things that are going on that I think making it much more kind of feasible and obtainable is, is going to be more helpful in achieving that larger goal. Mm -hmm. Like in terms of goal setting, um, do you think that like manifestation, like writing it down um, works? Because from my experience, I remember last year with um, with soccer, I was, it was a big goal of mine to make the varsity team. I was working super hard. And on, I think, 2021 New Year's, I wrote a letter to myself saying everything I was going to do. And then I opened it after tryouts and like everything came true. Yeah. And so, and I've done that with smaller things too. So I just... You put it out in the universe. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I find the power of writing to be magnificent. Um, there's something about not typing, but mm -hmm. writing, like actual writing it. Um, there's something very powerful about writing whether it's the goal or how we're going to achieve it the steps even when we're studying writing writing everything down is going to be much beneficial much more beneficial than just typing or just kind of rereading things um so i think the power of writing things down is is a wonderful thing look at you benny that was wonderful that you did that and congrats on making the varsity soccer team that's great thank you so much yeah, yeah i just and I've, I've also done it with just other things. Like if I say it and I write it yeah, or for anyone, I feel like it's more likely to happen. Yeah, absolutely. A lot of times when we're consumed by too many thoughts, it's actually very powerful and helpful to just let me write these thoughts down because then it, it allows us also to kind of take a step back and look at the thoughts or look at all the things that we're ruminating mm -hmm. about and be like, okay, this is manageable. This is not. And it allows us to kind of give us a plan or a deeper look as to what we can do. Of course. Yeah. And so that actually leads me on um, to my other question. So obviously like both short-term goals and long-term goals are important to have. And I obviously think that they go hand in hand. Mm -hmm. Do you think that one holds precedence over the other? I think it just depends. Um, I think whenever we have a long-term goal, there's typically short-term goals that are part of it, a mm -hmm. part of that journey, right? Yeah. Um, but does one kind of, I think it depends on the person and it depends on the goal and it depends on the situation. I feel mm -hmm. like that's very typical psychology. Like it just depends, right? Yeah. Um, and so there's, there, there's a lot of things that one has to consider when weighing which one's important or more important than others because mm -hmm. it just depends. It depends on the situation. Mm -hmm. When in life you, you face adversity, like the stresses of school academics or sports or social pressures, how do you maintain a positive mindset? Most I like I kind of recognize whether or not I'm getting overwhelmed, and if I, if I know that I'm starting to get overwhelmed, I, I just try to think of the things that I, I can control and the things that I can do to kind of minimize how I'm feeling. And then I also remind myself that like you know there's always highs and lows, and uh, if one if one thing in your life is kind of um, stressful, then I'm sure there's other things in your life that aren't. And um, that means you can just you can look forward to the uh, the tides changing pretty soon, and just uh, looking forward to when um, 
when things will start working in your favor? I try to think about the end result and uh, what I really want, and then that will kind of motivate me to do what I can to get the result that I want. Where? I find it really hard to maintain a positive mindset when things don't go my way, so I kind of like need to take a minute, need to take a breather. My favorite thing to do is to go on long car rides. Like when academic pressures are too much and like when social pressures are too much, it's kind of good just to have like a mindless activity to do like that. And so uh, that leads me on to like obstacles because like I feel like when someone faces an obstacle, in their way of their goal and they feel discouraged i'm like how do you recommend they respond to that like do you think that like do you have any instances in your life where you've overcome an obstacle and came out like a stronger person yeah um so if you've ever been through a dissertation process <laughs> or even a publication process there are a lot of obstacles that present themselves mm -hmm. um and they can be quite you know quite disheartening um however i think just being consistent, taking a look at why is this an obstacle? Like, let's take a look at the obstacle and what what is making this an obstacle? Let's better understand this thing that's in front of us, right? Mm -hmm. that's, that's kind of creating a, a, a blockage, right? Mm -hmm. um, so I think kind of looking at it and then trying to think of a couple ways to navigate that obstacle, not just one, right? Because we know that sometimes one way doesn't always work, mm -hmm. but thinking of others. Um, another thing that I'm a big believer about is asking for support and help, right? Mm -hmm. Sometimes we come across obstacles and we don't know what to do. And then we can kind of get, that becomes essentially an obstacle. Yeah. Um, but I think seeking support Seeking, you know, others to help us navigate that can be very powerful in, in going through the obstacle. I know for me personally, when I've been through a couple situations that presented themselves as obstacles mm -hmm. uh, towards attaining a goal, I think always reaching out, having others to help me navigate that process, A, it helped me become more self-aware as to why this was an obstacle to begin with, and mm -hmm. so a better understanding almost of myself in that process. It also allowed me options to potentially navigate the obstacle, and then it also gave me just that, having that support team made me feel like I can do this. Like I've got people who are believing in me, so therefore mm -hmm. I, I can, right? And so it helped kind of navigate my, my self-talk in, in a more positive way to helping me achieve it. Especially because sometimes when you're handling a difficult situation and you kind of look at like other people can see it in a different Absolutely. scope than you can so yeah. like you said that can be really helpful yeah. so i was going to ask you like what are strategies to maintain a positive mindset through adversities but i feel like i mean you answered that um so would you say specifically that yeah. just depending on i mean not even depending but just being able to have other people to um, support you yeah I think sometimes especially if we think about if I think about young people I think sometimes we put this added pressure to ourselves like okay well I'm a junior or a senior or, or an upperclassman and mm -hmm. I should know how to do these things by now and you know and, and you can be well into your late adulthood years and still need the support and the perspective of someone outside of yourself um, and so I think we sometimes put this pressure on ourselves to have to navigate it alone or we think no one else will understand mm -hmm. no one else knows when I'm going through and and again maybe no one else will but you won't know unless you ask for support right and that support can give you that perspective that might help you navigate that situation um, more easily at least with with an ally right so it, it could be very powerful in in overcoming those situations especially I think about how a lot of people if they don't have other people to help them deal with situations 
they can become really pessimistic. Mm -hmm. And so, like you said, other people can open up like other um, points of view for you to look at, which is another, I'll bring up another cliche quote. It's like on the other side of the storm is the rainbow. Mm -hmm. And it's like a lot of people in their heads, they'll like, you know, think like, oh, it's not going to be okay. Everything's going wrong. But then other people can help them really open up the view. Like it's really not that big of a deal or you can overcome this. Yeah. and look at it in like a more optimistic way yeah absolutely and so this is more geared towards specifically country day students how does psychology of an adolescent brain play a role in the mental health of charlotte country day students with their demanding lives yeah so you know i think overall and this is really a global issue right mental mm -hmm. health amongst adolescents is um a big concern right yeah. um I think the Academy of Pediatrics, American Academy of Pediatrics, actually said it's kind of a red of mental health crisis with our young people. Mm -hmm. um, and so I think being aware of it is important, right? Um, as teachers and as educators and as adults, right? Um, being able to, to provide that support, to provide that guidance, to also find the signs that, hey, maybe, maybe we just need to reach out. Um, country day students, I think um, they're... They're very, but I've, and again, I'm coming from a very different perspective and I haven't been here as long, but I think what's always amazed me about Country Day students is how really open-minded um, a lot of students are mm -hmm. and how they, we have such a close relationship. Many students have close relationships with teachers. And mm -hmm. so I, I feel like it's not just the peer groups that can provide support. It's also, I see a big kind of support group with students and teachers, which I think is very powerful. Um, there's a lot on everybody's plates, you know. Um, young people today have, you know, the news, social media, have uh, what's going on in Russia right now, mm -hmm. you know, the pandemic. There's so many things on our plates. And so I think just being open to have those discussions, being mindful of how news can impact us on top of our classes, our extracurriculars, yeah. all the things that we're part of, I think just really making sure that we encourage students to take time to also mm -hmm. just enjoy being your age and enjoy being, you know, who you are is also very important in in our in our growth and, and in our ability to manage all the stressors. Of course. And so um, talking about the topic of strategies with dealing with stress, that kind of leads me on to another one of my questions is um, habits. Like how does how does one develop a um, healthy habit to help them deal with the stressful environment of academics, social life, extracurriculars, and then how does it help them to increase their chance of success? Yeah, there's um, a study that actually showed about like how the more we do things, right, the the, the more we engage in, in, in a certain behavior, how then it becomes, becomes a habit, right? But mm -hmm. we also know that there are some unconscious habits, right, that we're not even aware that we're doing it and it's a habit. Yeah. Um, and habits can be really tough because they can be really tough to, to break or navigate. So I think for, for strategies that can be very helpful in incorporating into our daily practice of just managing the stressors, one, um, I think kind of something you mentioned, right, like writing down like what is it that I need to accomplish today or what is it that is important today to navigate mm -hmm. that can help us a give us some structure into a very sometimes unstructured day right yeah um, that can be very powerful another thing could be again that positive thinking right so po we all typically have an inner voice that we're talking to and mm -hmm. so having a positive self-talk can be very beneficial in and helping us navigate some of the stressors that we might encounter mm -hmm. um, 
breathing techniques. I mean, we breathe constantly, right? Um, But we don't always pay attention to our breath. And when we pay attention to our breath, it kind of slows things down, kind of quiet our mind, Um, especially if we we really focus on where is the breath kind of hitting like the back of our throat or our Mm -hmm. mouth or our nostrils, like what's happening um, from that perspective can be very helpful in regulating um, ourselves and bringing the stress levels down. Um, And then also for some people, it could be helpful to to just talk to someone and Mm -hmm. talk through things. So there's a couple of things that we can do in our day-to-day practice that could help us. But I would say some of the easier ones might be writing things down, also taking kind of focusing on the breath, Mm -hmm. um, and then that positive self-talk I think could be very, very helpful. When you talked about writing things down, it made me think a lot about gratitude. Mm -hmm. Um, Like... I think my mom has like a gratitude journal and she whenever I'm like yes, feeling pessimistic or stressed, yes. she's always like, do gratitude, like say 10 things you're grateful for. And it makes, like you said, the voice in your head, that positive yeah. voice better. Yeah. So does that really, so, is there science behind that? So or? absolutely. So mm-hmm. we right, typically tend to focus as, as humans, right? We oftentimes focus on, on, on negative things or, or we take for granted some of the simple gratitudes that happen. Mm-hmm. Um, so in one of my classes, I actually, they journal and they always have to end their journal with three gratitudes. Yeah. And I always tell them it doesn't have, to, you know, it's not about like, well, I'm glad I go to country day. I'm like, yes, we know that. Or I'm glad I, I have a supportive, you know, family household. Yes. But mm-hmm. I'm talking about the little gratitudes that actually we take for granted and yeah. it actually can switch kind of how we're feeling that day. So mm-hmm. I always give the example of whenever we find, say, like a $10 bill in our pocket when we weren't expecting it there. There's something about that discovery of like, whoa, I've got money all of a sudden in my pocket can be very, very helpful and just making our day feel better, mm-hmm. right? Getting all the greens coming to school, yeah. right? All the green lights coming to school. All of a sudden, I'll notice students, they'll be like, oh, I got all the green lights. Like it really sets the day off in this really amazing tone. But unfortunately, we typically don't gra- give that a gratitude, mm-hmm. right? But it's the simple things in the day that actually change how we're feeling, change how we're doing, can can have a very impactful um, just presence. And so I think being mindful of those little gratitudes mm-hmm. can be very empowering as to how our day goes. Especially because, you know, I think there's like the metaphor of the, um, like if your day was like a timeline and one tiny little part of that timeline didn't go well, then why would you let... What, like why would you or it would be okay I'll think of it in a more like I guess tangible sense if you have a cup of coffee and a tiny bit spilled out like you wouldn't dump out the cup of coffee it's no. not ruined you still have the cup of coffee Absolutely. so it's Absolutely. like that's why I think gratitude if you can I guess and same thing with getting help from other people like we talked about earlier yeah. if we can realize like there are actually a lot more good things that outweigh the bad things that happen then we can put things into more perspective Absolutely. and then so that that's helped me a lot I mean I think that's awesome and then another thing I wanted to talk about, this is one of the last things I, yeah. I have, is I think about, uh, like, they say, oh, you surround yourself with five successful people, you'll be the sixth. I guess, like, you are who you surround yourself with. Sure. Um, how, what do you think about that? Well, I think our environment plays an important role into mm-hmm. who we are, right? We influence our environment, as does our environment influence us. So mm-hmm. I think it I think it depends, right? Because, yeah. you know, you can be around a lot of negative people, but it, sometimes all it takes is one positive person to shift the whole group, yeah. right? And vice versa. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it depends. I think it depends on kind of who we're surrounding ourselves with and um, kind of also the moods going into it. So there's a lot of uh, typical psychology. It just <laughs> depends on the situation, yeah. right? Because I think... I think, you know, there's moments that you can tell like, oh, it's a low energy class, for instance, but then all it takes is that one student to come in that's feeling really energetic to really 
by it, the class. And it's contagious, and yeah. Absolutely, and vice versa, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, so yeah, I think it just depends. There is some truth to how our environment impacts us, right? We have a lot of evidence to show that. Mm-hmm. Well, I think that's everything that I wanted to go over with you. So thank you so much for meeting with me. This has been awesome. Thanks for listening to Pursuing Positivity with Benny Ferrick. Special thanks to our guest, Dr. Chapman, and the country students who contributed to this podcast. This has been a production of Podcast Journalism Class with Kick at Charlotte Country Day School.